Seed to Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seed to Sound. On today's episode, original Vankster Amanda Guerrero chats with Vankst placement Devin Richardson of LeafLink about international expansion and development of the cannabis industry. Alrighty, well, uh, welcome back to Seed to Sound. This is Amanda Guerrero with Vankst. I am a business development manager, and I've been with the company for about two and a half years. Uh, we're currently joined with Devin Richardson of LeafLink. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, for those of you guys tuning in, uh, little did you know, Devin Richardson was actually a early friend and supporter of Vangst, Uh Back when we were graduana, uh, Devin has been uh, recently just transitioned to a career with LeafLink, um, but she has been a, a longtime family friend and supporter of the, the Vangst uh, community for about uh, three years now. Isn't that right, Devin? Yeah, thanks. It's been awesome. Carson is such a powerhouse in the industry, so I've really enjoyed working with her and seeing her development over the last couple of years and really working with the team throughout my various uh, career endeavors throughout the space. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself and your career endeavors within cannabis? Uh, you're one of the, the OGs here in the Colorado community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I've been in the space for about three years now. Um, prior to this, I was in New York City working in IT sales. Um, I actually wrote a paper in in college, which was a long time ago, in 2004 or five about medical cannabis. And I saw the growth of the industry in 2014, 2015. And, you know, I really, um, I really started to learn about the medical aspects behind cannabis, the social justice issues, and the stigma that really uh, was created from the misrepresentation of governments across the world. Yeah. And just really saw what was happening and really wanted to get behind it. So I picked up in 2015 and packed my stuff and moved to Denver. I saw Denver as the epicenter of the industry at the time, a great place to learn the industry. And uh, figured that I would just, you know, I, one of my best skill sets is really navigating unknown territories and finding the right people. So I figured if I could do that in New York City, I could figure it out in Denver. <laughs> yeah, duh, comparatively a relatively smaller place. Um, but I do uh, appreciate that because I feel like that's a pretty uh, similar story to a lot of individuals who recognize the opportunity within the cannabis space, you know, back in, in 2015 uh, and earlier, uh, you know, making that commitment to yourself and really just kind of following through and, and figuring it out. Uh, that's a very important skill set um, to learn both professionally and, and personally. So you should definitely be uh, proud of yourself for that. Um, now, kind of going back to LeafLink, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, your current responsibilities are there and uh, you know how you've been able to kind of relate your personal mission right that that's rooted in how you kind of got started how are you able to kind of relate that to your current role and, and expand um... yeah absolutely absolutely so um, I'll start by giving you a background on LeafLink so LeafLink is a wholesale marketplace and order management platform and the, the one of the biggest challenges in the industry from a producer and dispensary side is that they've nav they've coordinated all of their wholesale orders through, you know, text message, Instagram, email, which has, you know, created a ton of errors, a lot of frustration. It's just an unsophisticated form of communication to, to coordinate uh, very large orders. And 
Um, LeafLink really brings that level of sophistication and the centralized platform to the industry and really has been saving a lot of time and headaches across the board. So I've, I've seen them, uh, or I knew about them in 2015 when they jumped into the industry and saw their growth. Um, I really you know, saw the leadership take the reins and drive the company. Um, and then I really saw the, that others were seeing the value and they're backed financially by really respected investors. So the timing just worked out this past year in 2017 after I'd worked in a number of markets, I'd worked in the Denver market, the LA market, and I was really looking to loop back to the East at some point. And um, also my last, one of my last positions in California, I worked with a large manufacturer and distributor where I saw firsthand the, the problem that LeafLink was solving. So as LeafLink was expanding, I was heading in the right direction and the timing worked out very well where um, my position now, I'm the expansion lead, so I cover all new markets from Alaska to Puerto Rico, Ooh. as well as Canada, with establishing our presence in each new marketplace and helping to drive to our goal, which is 100% market penetration in each market. Ooh, I think with you at the lead of the market expansion, we'll definitely, LeadLink will definitely have a, a good chance of accomplishing that. Um, Puerto Rico, tell us a little bit about uh, that market and kind of what you guys are doing there. Puerto Rico is great. It's, it's such <laughs> an interesting market, and it's actually something very near to my heart personally. Um, their market is just now coming online from a medical perspective, and I'm really looking forward to this market develop because, one, they have no 280E, which is a huge differentiator. Um, as you know, it's a huge obstacle in our market. Um, also, there are many companies that are really dedicated to their communities. Nueva Verde Luz is a client of ours, and they commented um, that they are focusing on filling jobs with single moms and that there are over 320,000 single moms in Puerto Rico with an average of three kids. Um, so obviously they want to really support their communities and, and put them first with providing them opportunities. So it's really going to be an interesting market. Um, I think that it'll be very healthy, not only for the investors and operators, but for those working at the ground level. So super excited about that. Yeah, just kind of solidifying those connections and really uh, reinforcing the value of LeafLink as a service within the cannabis space. I can really appreciate that. Um, now, so tell me a little bit about, you know, working within the cannabis space. You've been in here for about three, three and a half years now, um, you know, a little bit longer than that. Uh, you know, how has your personal perspective on the the plant in this industry kind of evolved from the, the early days of breaking into the Denver market, now breaking into international markets? Um, you know, how has that kind of evolved for you? Well, there's a couple things, right? I think um, I, I never really underestimated how difficult this industry is to navigate in terms of just the challenges, the under, unpredictable nature of, of uh, setbacks that you might encounter. Um, but I just, you, it was just so unknown. So I think I'm really getting humble about, you know, just something being very difficult. This is the hardest industry I think I've ever dealt with. Yeah, same um, and just here. really maintaining a certain amount of patience and diligence um, to to achieve any level of success is, is something I try to keep in mind every day. Um, but when I really started to learn about the medical the medical um, the medical benefits and sitting in front of doctors and panels of doctors, learning about the studies that have been going around across the world, and really seeing that. You know, there is so there's so much behind 
the plant and the endocannabinoid system that people don't know about, right? Yeah. People know about the adult use slash recreational use aspects, but when you really start digging down to the medical benefits, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's also very sad because there's so many people that don't have the access. I mean, I've now, um, incorporated CBD every day into my life. It's, it's yes. a supplement that I need every day. And, you know, I'm actually now in Michigan where I can't get right now. So it's been very difficult, um, just to get something that I use as a vitamin. Really. Yeah. And, you know, there's other people that I've spoken to that have these, you know, have cancer, or they have other diseases and they just, they, they, they can't, one, they don't have the knowledge, some of them, and two, they just don't have the access. And I think for me, that's been, um, that's been something that I've really, uh, really, really tried to, I really believe in for turning the stigma yeah. and really just helping progress the industry in general. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you and I, and I can really empathize there about the, you know, CBD, myself personally, CBD has definitely made a huge positive impact on my life and my day to day kind of nutrients and just, you know, my my perspective and uh, just my ability, my body's ability to to I guess, do physical activity like yoga or running. You know, I, I was a swimmer for a very long time um, and I injured my shoulder and can sometimes suffer, especially in the cold, um, you know, from tendonitis and CBD has really allowed my range of movement to improve, uh, you know, my, my willingness to kind of uh, push myself and to kind of test those boundaries um, is definitely supported through through the use of CBD. Um, you know, so I, I appreciate that and I hope that, uh, you know, you get the opportunity to continue to use that in the Michigan market. Um, you know, now if you had the chance to kind of tell or, or to dispel any myths about the the cannabis plant, hemp plant, CBD, or, or consumption. Um, you know, what would you what would you say to to those that are uh, claiming ignorance or, or you know, kind of need need some guidance on, on uh, the cannabis plant? And um, you know, what uh, what myths would you like to to dispel? Well, I think um, I mean, there's I feel like there's so many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so right. many, right? Um, I mean. It, it just goes back to the conversation. There, there's a conversation around adult use and then there's the conversation around the medical use. Mm-hmm. And, you know, though I use it recreationally and medicinally, um, they're just totally different conversations. And it's it, uh, education comes down to it. I mean, access to the right education, especially in different markets, um, is very, very difficult. For example, in Michigan, Michigan just went, um, you know, as we know, went adult use. And from my experience and just uh, speaking to people here, their knowledge base is very different than other states that have gone adult use, such as California mm-hmm. or Colorado. There was a different level of understanding. So it's going to be interesting to see what the consumer, how the consumer makes those purchases and who's making those purchases as they legalize and get the regulations in place. But in general, I think there's an opportunity for a lot of organizations to provide that level of, of education to really help um, everyone get to that level of understanding so they can make the right purchases for their desired effect, whether it is from an adult use perspective or if they're just trying to treat anxiety or stress or really uh, you know, you know, mitigate pain. Yeah. So, now, 
Are there any organizations out there that you think are doing a good job in uh, providing communities with solid, uh, reputable uh, educational materials about cannabis, hemp, CBD, you know, regardless of markets? You know, are there any organizations that that you would like to kind of endorse and support here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The uh, Minority Cannabis Business Association, um, I know that they have been trying to expand and they're focusing right now on the Midwest. Um, they do a phenomenal job of, of reaching out to people specifically, you know, obviously uh, communities that have been um, or suffered more so than other communities from the social justice issues, the lack of uh, information and stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they've been doing a great job and, um, you know, just interested to see how they expand into the rest of the country. What advice do you have for job seekers trying to enter into the cannabis industry? I know for you, it was kind of a, an easier decision, right? It was a, an internal kind of commitment. But, um, you know, what would you say to, to anybody out there that's listening to us now and saying, wow, I can't wait to, to get my foot in the door? Yes, absolutely. Well, first, I would, I would recommend that they I outline their why. Ooh. Why are they getting into the industry? Because that's something they're really going to need to hold on to as they navigate the industry because it's it's challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many directions that they can go in. Um, second, it's really to understand their skill set, but being creative about the opportunities that they can go after to align with their why, right? Yeah. There's so many different directions you can go in and you can learn so much. Yeah. Um, but it's really understanding what what you want to get out of it. And, and that's going to guide your direction. A um, couple other things. I would never stop learning. There's just so much going on all the time. And really like holding yourself to high standards with your work and aligning yourself with the people and groups that have similar values and principles with their companies. I think that's very important. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty sound advice for anyone in, for in exploring both professional and personal changes. I mean, really just being able to understand your purpose. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be as grand as you think or as, you know, kind of well thought out. It can simply just be, I want to get into the cannabis space and I'm going to put my best foot forward, put myself out there, attend networking events, educate myself, surround myself with good people and, uh, you know, hope that by doing all those things right, uh, something will start to work itself out. But But like you said earlier, it really is about being patient and being able to uh, kind of receive the the opportunities and receive goodness and abundance, um, you know, when uh, uh, you make that commitment. Um, So I can definitely appreciate that. Um, Now, I think we probably got time for one last question here. Um, You know, is there anything else? I guess I'll I'll just kind of leave it open for you, Devin. You know, is there anything else that you'd like to add or, or, uh, you know, make sure listeners are attuned to um, from your perspective? whether it's opening up new markets, getting into the cannabis space, uh, getting involved with organizations, anything you'd like to, to add? One thing that I'd like to add is that for any people looking to jump into the cannabis space that are on the fence um, and you really think that you can bring value to the industry, I urge you to do so. Um, our industry is built on the talent that we have and you know our progress will really rely on the people coming into the space and helping to 
um, helping to stabilize and advance our industry. Thanks for listening to Seed to Sound. Once again, we're here with Devin Richardson of LeafLink. My name's Amanda Guerrero with Thanks, and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and hope you have a great rest of your day. Seed to Sound, presented by Vangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren and Catherine Jamiro. Music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit www.blog.vangst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.